instead. Come sing this song to my final breath. Let the weight of this world go. Gonna be no tears, gonna be no pain. When I see that smile on my Savior's face. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 62 of Rise Up Here Only on LFA TV. That was Cochran and Company. If you wanted to know who that was, it's Cochran and Company, C-O-C-H-R-E-N, Cochran and Company. And that specific song is called Running Home. I'm not walking home, baby. I am running home. And that is how you feel when you are in a honest, real, and transparent relationship with Jesus. You don't feel like you are moping around. You don't feel like you're a zombie wandering from one thing to the next. You know exactly where your destination is, and you're running there. And on your way, you're grabbing as many people as you can on the way by. We are running home. I want to thank everybody who's tuned in right here on Rumble at LFA TV. For those watching on uh, Roku, Fire Stick, Digital TV, you can get it on the big screen just by searching for the channel LFA TV. Download it, and then you can watch us on the big screen while you talk on Rumble on your phone or on your computer. So that way, you can have all the comfort of the big screen, but you still have the amenity of chatting with all these wonderful God-fearing and God-loving people that are watching the show today. So, ladies and gentlemen, today's show is titled, Divisions in the Church Are Caused by Vanity. And that is the only thing that causes the divisions of our church and of our body of Christ whether it be at a church congregation fellowship level or whether it be all the way down into your own home, vanity is what causes divisions in the church. These people thinking it should be this way because it makes them feel more comfortable because of the way they interpreted the words of Jesus versus these people and the way they feel about the way the church should be run because of the way they feel comfortable with because their interpretation of the good word. It's all about me, 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 when it should, all, it should always be about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, what he did, what he stood for, what he said, what he taught, and what he demonstrated. But we always have to worry about ourselves. Everybody wants it their way. Everybody thinks that they are Jesus's favorite. Now, you're not immune to this, by the way. 
even within the 12 disciples, they were the same way. They wanted to know who was going to be among them, the right hand of Jesus, who was going to be his favorite, remember? So don't think that it's, you know, you're the only one or your church has those kind of people in it that may have those kind of people in it is the only one. It's everywhere. It all goes back to pride. Pride, vanity, pride goes before the fall. Me, me, me. Well, we're going to be talking about that today. And we're also going to be talking about how to identify that and how to not become that. Because it's very easy to become that. Especially in the United States of America. Because in the United States of America, for some reason... There's a Christian complex here, meaning that we in this country and the Christians of this country think that our Christianity is better than other people's Christianity, that God favors us more than he favors others. So we've got to we've got to make sure that we don't become part of that because it is a problem. It is a problem. Our church split years ago, said Dan. When pastor caught in sin, the people left because they followed a man rather than Jesus. There you go. There you go. Now, folks, I want to do something a little different today. So we're going to go to prayer right now. And then I'm going to go right into playing a video from my friend, somebody I cannot wait to have on this show. And it will all be God's timing when it does happen. I'd like to go to the Lord in prayer, and then I'd like to play a video from, for you, the latest video from Ray Comfort. And I want to talk a little bit about this video, like commentate on this video. So I may stop it, talk about it, and then go back to it, okay? So please, if you're wearing your hat, remove your hat. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and let's pray that we can stop the divisions based on vanity and start the healing process based on Jesus and the love that he shares and demonstrates because it's everywhere. Why do you think we have so many denominations? My church is this. My church is that. My church is better than your church. We don't do that over here. Okay, cool. I don't care. I don't care about that at all. Never have, never will. And I'll call it out when I see it. You may say that that's not polite, but it's not about your feelings. So, Let's move on. Please remove your hat. Lord and Heavenly Father. Lord, today we were going to be, we're going to be talking about the divisions, not only in the church physically, but in the body of, the, of Christ, which is our church. Lord, there are so many people fighting over the top spot. There are so many people that would rather spread gossip rather than gospel. Lord, we see this everywhere. We know that our areas, our states, our cities, our towns, and our churches And our homes are not immune to this, for we know the disciples also did this. But Lord, we ask today that you give us the knowledge, the heavenly wisdom to discern between what is vanity and what is pushing the kingdom of heaven. We ask that you keep us away from this because we are are able to identify this. And if we fall into this after we're able to identify it, well, Lord, forgive us for that sin and quickly bring us back onto the path of righteousness. We pray for this podcast, this show, this network. 
We pray for the people that are watching that this message touches every soul that it can possibly touch. We pray that you lean on the hearts of the people that are watching this show right now to come over and share this show because this is no different than walking and spreading evangelism and evangelizing and spreading the good news on the street. So we ask for that today. We ask for protection, wearing the full armor of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Kimbo says, I agree. That's why I don't join a church. I'm a member of the church. Well, uh, here's, the, here's the problem with that, and I think I got a little hair on my hat. Let me get it off, or it's going to bother me the whole show. Here's the problem with letting uh, church is... Um, letting them destroy your your uh, faith in humanity so much that you don't go back. The problem with that is, is that fellowship is needed. Fellowship is needed. And not just fellowship like this. This is wonderful. Don't get me wrong. But there is human contact. Fellowship, ladies and gentlemen, that you need to have. And not only that, do you know what? is birthed out of fellowship, mission work, courage to go out there and do something that you may see somebody else doing that you know is furthering the kingdom of heaven, not just for works, but for the relationship of Jesus. Again, folks, you cannot buy your way into heaven. All these people that have this vanity, that stand in the back of the church at the coffee pot and judge others, you know who I'm talking about. They would rather gossip about other members of the church rather than spread gospel. That is bringing division because they think that they're doing better work than everybody else in the church. Or they think that your church is doing more work or better work than the other church down the street. So you start having a competition. But ladies and gentlemen, what's different between uh, friendly competition in the workplace or friendly competition in the, um, you know, in an industry like, say, the media industry? Well, that's good. That works because we're working under capitalism. But when you're talking about friendly competition in churches, there should be no competition, friendly or otherwise. It should all be to further the kingdom of heaven. The only competition that should be there is between the people that are fellowshipping and Satan. That's it. Unfortunately, we have too much infighting. We talk about infighting in the political parties all the time, in the Republican Party, in the Democratic Party, but there's also infighting right in our own churches. And it's because of the people that have vanity that want to divide the church because they want to be at the top. They want to be better than everybody else. But guess what? We're not better than everybody else. I'm not better than the sinner who's out there drinking, boozing, and and lusting and having sex with everything that walks. I'm not better than that person in any way, shape, or form. My sins aren't less than his sins. The sin of homosexuality is not more severe than the sin of lying. The sin of lust is not more severe than the sin of blasphemy. The sin of blasphemy is not more severe than the sin of dishonoring your mom and dad. Sin is sin. Why do we think that somebody else's sin is worse than ours? We don't. We shouldn't. But people do. People do. And that is why I love people like Ray. Because he has a way when he evangelizes to somebody on the street. He has a way of letting them know, look, I am no different than you. 
The only difference is I'm here talking to you about it, trying to further the kingdom of heaven and trying to get the Holy Spirit that lives within you to convict you. And the only way to do that is to soften your heart just a little bit. But Ray doesn't judge these people. Ray doesn't think that he's better than these people. And that's what I wanted to show you today. Was this video, the latest video from Living Waters, Ray Comfort and the gang over there, they do such a great job. And I saw this today, and I thought, wow, this is incredible. This is incredible. So without further ado, everybody, Mr. Ray Comfort, please, if you've not done so yet, reach down right down there and press that little thumbs up button. Okay, light it up. Light up that thing green. And also, please share the video, okay? Living Waters, from their YouTube page, Ray Comfort, let's roll it. Ephesians 6.12, for we do not wrestle Believe against God? flesh and blood. Without a doubt, I Yes, do. of course. God is good all the time. Exactly. Everybody knows that. God exactly. is good. Literally. You know, so if you know, if you love everybody, be kind to everybody, you know, people will tell, talk about you through their stories. So, you know, Ethan was a great person, this, that, and the third. And then your spirit will never die. Your soul will never die. People will continuously talk about you. Same way with Jesus Christ. Jesus ain't dead. So, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't read the Bible. Um, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I don't because I don't like to read man-made things because you can kind of play around with it. You know, anybody can believe anything that they see, but I go on based on my feelings, you know, things that happen in my life, you know, magic things, divine things that happen. So anything that's man-made, mm-mm. All right, I want to stop that just right there if I can. So he says he doesn't like anything that's man-made. But again, I will ask, if it wasn't man-written, it wasn't man-made, it was man-written, inspired by God. And these writers who wrote the Bible, okay, they did not... They were not inspired by God every minute of their life. Matter of fact, they probably wrote a lot of things and journaled a lot of things in life that were not inspired by God. But at that moment that they wrote what we read in the Bible today and the translation that we read it in, the moment that that was written, it was inspired by God. So it wasn't man-made. Now, I will say this. You're going to see this man who is clearly a gay man. Now, you know you're not supposed to judge a judge a book by its cover, but immediately I realized that man was a gay man, and you're going to find out that he is. But you're going to understand in the beginning he's very friendly, he's very nice, he's very open. But then when the Holy Spirit starts convicting him, he starts to get a little upset. He starts to get a little upset. We're going to go back to it. I'll try to minimize the times that I hop in here. But again, I just wanted to say it wasn't man-made. It was man-written. But who else is going to write it? Like I said before, a giraffe? Is a dog going to write it? Is any of the animals on the ark going to write it? Is a snake or a dinosaur going to write it? No, they don't have the ability to do that. Of course it had to be man-written. Of course it had to be put in a language that man speaks. Okay, let's go back. So anything that's man-made, mm-mm. I don't really read it. I've got a question for you. Who was the greatest person in history? There's someone who split time in two. He said, my words will never pass away. 2,000 years later, people still quote his words every week. And between two and three billion people stop work to celebrate his birth every year. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. You actually do. I actually do? Yeah, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, Jesus? Yeah. I was about to say Jesus, but... Who do you think was the greatest man in history? Without a doubt, Jesus Christ. He called himself the Son of God and the Son of Man. And he says the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. What does that mean? Okay. So I would say that, first of all, sins are a social construct, I would like to say. Um, nobody can say what's right or wrong down here. The only... Hang on, is rape wrong? Rape, of course, that's wrong. 
I'm thinking of a very famous man many years ago. Everyone knew his face, almost everyone on earth, very rich, very handsome. Women swooned over him. Men admired him. Hundreds of thousands would lie in the streets just to catch a glimpse of him. But one bullet exploded into the back of John Fitzgerald Kennedy's head and catapulted him into eternity. At that moment, only one question mattered. Were his sins forgiven? What does it mean to have your sins forgiven? Uh, I mean, it depends on who you're asking. I mean, it's like... I'm asking you. Uh, no, no, no. In the sense where, for instance, for the, who, who's forgiven his sins? Are your sins forgiven? What do you consider sins? Violation of the Ten Commandments. Let's go through a couple of them yep, and see I'll how you do. Say that. Let me hear them. Ten Commandments. How many lies have you told in your life? I tell lies. Have you ever stolen something? Yeah, I stole some non-slip shoes from Walmart. Cause have you used God's name in vain? No, I do not do that. OMG. Mm, that's okay. No, it's not. Why? It says who? It's using his name without giving it due honor. It's using it in place of a cuss word. It's called blasphemy it when you do that. It's very serious. That's fine. Ethan, know. listen to this. You respect Jesus? I do. It said whoever looks upon a woman to lust for her has committed adultery already with her in his heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? I like men. I'm gay. Have you ever looked with lust? Yes. Here's a summation. This is for you to judge yourself to see how you're going to do on Judgment Day. I'm not judging you. You told me you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterate heart, and you have to face God on Judgment Day. If He judges you by those Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. you're going to be innocent or guilty. I'm going to be innocent. Why? Because I'm the greatest person on earth. I'm very kind. Our only objective on this earth is to take care of each other and love each other. That's it. Everything else in between that's written in the Bible, it's a social construct. You don't, you don't know, nobody on this earth know what's right and wrong. You feel what I'm saying? If you know something is good in your heart, then that's all that matters, because that's God talking to you. Nobody on this earth is better than nobody. The president, Beyonce, Frank Ocean, Bad Bunny, nobody's well, better right than about me. about that. Okay, I am no different than any other person. Well, you're a very colorful character, but listen, listen to what the Bible says. All liars live their part in the lake of fire. No thief, no blasphemer, no adulterer will inherit God's kingdom. So, Ethan, I love you. I don't want you to go to hell. I'm not. I promise uh, that. <laughs> well, the Bible says differently. <laughs> so, let me see how good you are with your theology. What did God do so guilty sinners wouldn't have to go to hell? I don't know. Do you know? Not at all. He's, yes, very, he's very nervous. Yes, you do. I'm slowly getting back into it. Well, Jesus died on the cross for the sin of the world. You know that? Of course. And you know that too? No, I was a Jehovah's Witness. We don't believe in the cross. Well, he died for the sin of the world. That's, yeah. So, Ethan, the Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus came and paid the fine. That's what happened on that cross. That's why he said it is finished just before he died. He was saying paid in full. All right, I want to take it over here. So, uh, and we'll go right back to that at that point. Um, but very self-centered, very proud. Sure, he's not a mean person. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But the average everyday person, if you showed this video to just the average American Christian, not you and I, not people like us who are really, really here to strengthen our relationship with Jesus. We're not talking about those Christians. We're talking about the American gossiping Christian who thinks their Christianity is better than somebody else's Christianity. If you were to show them this video, they would mock that young man. They would mock that young man. They'd call him gay. You'd hear the word faggot. You'd hear the word, you know, you'd just hear derogatory words being hurled at that man because of the way he's answering. But do you know what I see? I see somebody who's lost. 
I see somebody who's probably a really, really nice person, but has been led astray so far that they're so proud that they won't even entertain the idea that there might be something a little bit more important than them. And unfortunately, that is most of the world. Most of the people that you're going to run into today have that mentality, unfortunately. So what I want to do is I want to talk about if we sit here and hurl insults at that poor kid, right? If we sit here and mock him and laugh at him for his answers, then what we're doing is dividing the body of Christ because Jesus Christ loves that man as much as he loves us. Now, the same thing could be said about when we talk about politicians on our show and I, you know, call them names, this, that, and the other. We all have to do better at this. Now, there is a as- there's an aspect of, of uh, playing around and mocking that is serious and an aspect that's just joking. For a majority of the time when we do that on Live from America, we're just joking. We're not, we don't have ill intent in our heart for the most part. Sometimes we get mad. Sometimes I do. But when we're talking about serious in, uh, hate in your heart for something for that kid, I guarantee you there's a bunch of Christians out there who hate that kid for what he was saying. Absolutely hate him. But what you see what is happening to this, this young man is that he's being convicted in real time. He's being convicted. Why do you think he's starting to get fidgety? Why do you think he's starting to get clearly uncomfortable and upset? Not at Ray Comfort, at himself. That's what you must realize. He's not getting mad at Ray Comfort. He's getting mad at himself. He's being convicted. Let's go back to it. Being paid in full. Do you remember the Bible verse, the wages of sin is death? Mm-hmm. Death is wages that God is paying you in for your sins. Like a judge looks to heinous criminal who said there's no right or wrong, and he raped and murdered three women. The judge says, I'm going to show you how serious this crime is. I'm giving you the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what's due to you. This is what we're paying you. And Ethan's sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. Capital punishment. Your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin, but he's rich in mercy and sent a Savior to die on the cross so we can be forgiven. You know, I said Jesus paid the fine. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, someone else can pay them and a judge will let you go. They'll say you've, you've got speeding fines, a lot of them, but someone's paid them, you can leave, even though you're guilty. And God can take the death sentence off you, can let you live forever legally because of the suffering, death, and resurrection of the Savior. And all you have to do to find everlasting life, Ethan, is turn from everything the Bible says is sin, lying, stealing, fornication, blasphemy, homosexuality, everything God that says one, is sin. He didn't like that. <laughs> I know. I'm getting at heart. Well, hold up. He didn't like that one. <laughs> when you're truly repent and born again, God will give you a love for that which is right. Yeah. And you'll turn from all sin. And you want to love and obey the God that gave you life. Your God and my God might be different. It seems that to me. Um, are you afraid of death? Not now. Not now? No. You'll be afraid of it when it comes knocking at your door? No. The door is going to open to eternity for me. The Bible says my sins are forgiven. The Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Jesus washes you clean of all your sins so you can face a holy God on the day of judgment without fear of punishment. And that's the good news of the gospel. He grants everlasting life as a free gift to all that come to him. He'll wash away every sin you've ever committed and create a clean heart in you so you love that which is right. 
Do you think I'm speaking the truth? To a certain degree, yes. What's the degree I'm not? Because I don't want to lie to you guys. This is your eternity. This Great is where you're question. Spend forever. Great I want to question. see you in heaven. I don't want to see you in hell. This is such a. This is this is more important than who you're going to marry or what you're going to do for a job. This is your forever, and you don't know when you're going to die. So, what do you think about what we talked about? Uh, yeah, it, it's very eye-opening, without a doubt. Because how I see it, you have your own perspective view while he has his own perspective view is just the way that we were raised as well i was raised as a catholic under a catholic household i also served under a christian church i so in a sense i have all three points of views from right here have you heard of the apostle paul i have not yeah he wrote most all of right, the new all right testament. let's stop this i want to i want to commentate on this so that that young man clearly just lied i grew up in a catholic household and i serve under a christian church ray comfort said have you heard the uh, have you heard of the Apostle Paul, he says, no, I have not. If you were, grew up in a Catholic household and you, quote, serve under a Christian church and you don't know who the, the Apostle Paul was, the man who wrote the majority of the New Testament, then that is a lie. So what this young man is trying to do is he's trying to get him, shield himself from the same uncomfortable situation that his friend is in by lying that he grew up in, now I'm not saying he didn't grow up in a Catholic household, he probably did, but he didn't pay any attention. And he's not serving in a, under a Christian church right now. If he did, he would know who the Apostle Paul is. Now maybe he just started serving under a Christian church and he hasn't gotten that far yet. That could be the case, which I highly doubt. But people will say anything not to be convicted, you guys. Anything. I just wanted to point that out. Let's go back to the video. Have you heard of the Apostle Paul? I have not. Yeah, he wrote most of the New Testament. And the Bible says when Paul preached, those that heard him searched the scriptures daily to see if what he said was true. So I encourage you, just open your Bible and check it out and see if what I'm saying is true because I wouldn't lie to you. This is your eternity. What a great Let me close move. with the words of Jesus. Ethan, Jesus said, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? and loses his own soul. You don't want to lose your soul. No. It's the most precious thing you have is your life. So you're going, to you're going to think about what we talked about today? Negative. I'm not going to lie. No. You're He's not mad. going to think about it? No, I took this as a grain of salt because, like I said, I know what's content in my heart. You know, I speak to God and, you know, God talks to me. So it's like, that's like you sitting up there. I understand your perspective. That's like me when I was a kid trying to be a Jehovah's Witness, knocking on a house trying to convert a Muslim to become a Jehovah's Witness. You can't do that, especially with us having this conversation right here within this 10-minute interview. It's like, no, but we've had our conversation. You appreciate know. you listening to me. Yeah, can I, can, may I give you a book that I've written? Let me see the book. Okay, can I give you one too? Of course. Okay. It's called Scientific Facts in the Bible. Yeah. One for you too. Nice to meet you guys, and Yay. thanks, thanks for your patience with me and for listening to me. I really appreciate it. This was a good interview. Appreciate Thank it. you. All right. So Ethan ended up saying, "This was a good interview." Thank you. Ethan ended up saying that this was a good interview. Thank you. Took the book, walked away. Look at the smile on his face. I encourage all of you to go and follow. If you still have YouTube, I, I can watch YouTube, but I can't follow anybody or like anything. Uh, Living Waters, Ray Comfort. Look at the smile on his face. Now, Ray Comfort said, you going to think about what we talked about? He said negative. Bet he does. I'll bet he does. 
And that book that he took, he'll get home if, he, if it makes it home. And he'll throw it aside. He'll throw it on the coffee table or whatever. Throw it in a corner. Maybe throw it, you know, on the floor. But he will think about this. And that book may resurface in his life. You see, Ray Comfort isn't trying to convert anybody on the street. If it happens, great. Ray Comfort is literally just trying to spread awareness. Ray Comfort is doing exactly what Jesus instructed us to do. To spread the gospel. Ray Comfort is not God. Ray Comfort cannot touch this man's heart. But the words of the gospel can. So Ray's job... And his his only job when he's out here doing this is to let the words of the Bible convict the person. Now, I want to talk about a story. I haven't even gotten to my books yet. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, I want to talk about a story about division. So there's a narrative out there that a lot of people that are not really in a relationship with Jesus call themselves Christian, but really try to prove portions of the Bible wrong. I know you've run into those people, right? They think they know more than the people that wrote the Bible about the Bible. There's an old, there's a narrative that says Paul and James were at odds. James, the brother of Jesus, who was back preaching and teaching Jews, and Paul, who was preaching and teaching in Rome, they would go back and forth and they would meet with each other so that they could, you know, strengthen each other, have fellowship together, pray together, and then go back out to their ministries. And there is a narrative that says that Paul and James basically did not like each other and that Paul and James were mad at each other because of the way that each person um, evangelized or or uh, proselytized to the people that were around them. They said that James wanted to further the body of Christ one way and that Paul wanted to further the body of Christ in a contradictory way. That is wrong. That is a lie. That is a fake narrative. Paul... And James had to evangelize and spread the word of Christ to two different people with two different cultures, with two different traditions in two different geographical locations on this planet. There is no way that Paul could have evangelized to the Romans the way that James evangelized to the Jews. There's no way it would not have furthered the body of Christ. So like yesterday, somebody said, you and Sean are in disagreements on the tapes that Tucker revealed. Sean and I are not in a disagreement about the overall arching, the overall um, uh, situation of Tucker releasing the footage. Sean and I are giving you two different perspectives of the same thing. We're in agreement, but we're doing it from two different perspectives. So when you further the kingdom of heaven, like I said... Some people you have to open up to differently. You have to get them to understand what you're saying. And you have to evangelize in a different way 
then you evangelize to another group of people who you might have to use different tactics in order to have a conversation and a dialogue where there's trust and mutual respect. So there's not a big difference between the way James and Paul felt about Christ or what they ultimately wanted to do. They just had to do it two different ways. But the people within the body of Christ are causing divisions in Christianity, even going all the way back 2,000 plus years ago, talking about a problem that James and Paul had with each other. The divisions are so deep in our church that it has nothing to do with even going, stuff that's going on right now. We're still arguing about James and Paul's relationship so that we can divide the church even further. Talking about things like, well, you have to be baptized. Well, no, you don't, because the thief wasn't baptized. Boom, division in the church. Meanwhile, taking away from the, 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 the message of Jesus, the overall message of Christ, because we have to fight and argue about the dumbest things. Shivi said, I never heard that about Paul and, Je- and James. Jesus would not allow this to further God's word. Exactly. CQ says, divisions will happen when preachers and teachers are held as idols. Unity only comes when we are centered in Christ alone. Jupp says, this might be one of the most important Rise Up shows I've ever seen. Great message, Jeremy. Thank you. Sometimes it takes somebody who's new to Christianity, you know, like I am, to see it from the outside in. And sometimes, like uh, Pastor Tim Frisch, a friend of mine who grew up with the word, says that you're in it for so long, sometimes you don't even see some of the same things that people that are new to their faith see. Why do you think Jesus keeps bringing people? Because they have something to offer. That's why. That's why. Now, another division that I was talking about uh, this morning was tattoos. Is it a sin for a Christian to get tattoos? Well, what's going to happen is you're going to get people that take you back to the Leviticus law. In Leviticus, it says that you shall not be marking your body and, and, and with needles and putting ink on your, on your skin. But what they're not going to tell you is those that are trying to divide the, the body of Christ because people have tattoos, right, like I have. What they're not going to tell you is they're not going to give you the context in which that was written in the old Levitical law. They're not going to give you the context that says what that was talking about was basically tattooing your body for an idol, tattooing your body out of a, uh, out of a way to, to worship an idol and not God. So you have to ask yourself, is it, you have, you have to ask yourself questions, other questions. Is it a sin for a Christian to get a tattoo? The, 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 the overall answer is no, it's not. It's not. It's just not. You have to ask yourself simple questions as to why you're getting the tattoo and for what reason you're getting the tattoo. Is it because you want people to lust after you? Then it's a sin. Is it because you want people to uh, put you up on a pedestal and say you look cool? Then it's a sin. It has to come down to the why. If you're doing it to show worship or idol to something, then yes, it is a sin. See, everybody wants to cause division because they want to cherry pick things out of the Bible and use it to their best, for their best narrative. It's so, and it's so bad. And it's in every church, in every community, in every household. It is so bad. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, you've never even opened your eyes so much to it. 
Jeremy, but would you still get tattoos today? If I did, it would be for a reason to further the kingdom. It would be in God I trust, or Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Be a billboard for God, as Bad Moon said. So yes, I would. Would I get mindless, brainless, stupid tattoos like I got in the past? No, because I got them for vanity. Vanity. Jeremy, it is an open door for demons to come in when they are getting a tattoo. No, again, it all comes down to what is in your heart. What's in your heart? What's the reason that you're doing it for? If it's for vanity, then yes. Vanity, it all comes back to pride and vanity. Pride and vanity is the catalyst of every division in our church. It just is. Pearl says, when we take our eyes off Jesus, that's what happens. That's what happened to Peter when he was walking on the water. He took his eyes off Jesus and started sinking. Amen. Planted by the water says, I know Jesus can cover those wounds with the precious blood of Jesus and close those doors also. Halloween says, temples are covered in tattoos, murals, ornate architecture. Cadia uh, says, preach it, Jeremy. Love how you are straight to the point. Redneck says, good, I have a lot of tats. Now, again, if you got those tats out of vanity then, that was the old you, not the new you. Okay? Not the new you. Joe Demers says, I have Philippians 121 tattooed on my arms. That is awesome. And again, if you're doing it for God to be a billboard for God, then it's fine. But if you're doing it to look cool, look at me. I'm a Christian. I'm more of a Christian than you because I tattooed my body. Then it's wrong. You see, it's not the act, it's the intent, right? Have you ever thought that the body may try to push the ink out of the body because the ink is foreign and poisonous to the body? So the immune system would try to target that and not work in other areas? Yeah, I've thought about that. Jeremy, I'm happy to hear this because I have full sleeves of tattoos. I stopped getting them three years ago because I thought the Bible told me to. Well, the Leviticus law tells people not to, but it tells you why not to as well. It tells people why not to as well. We don't live by the law. We are, yes, it's exactly right. Perfect. That was a perfect statement by Shivi. We don't live by the law. We live and are saved by grace. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus fulfilled the law. Jesus already fulfilled all laws, God's laws. It's incredible. It really is when you really break it down. When you really break it down. Uh, Eli, can you do me a favor? Out there um, on my stuff, right there by, the, uh, by my backpack, there's a, a piece of paper and some books. It's like a little letter from the church. It's on top of the America Under Attack books. It's right on the corner. Yes, that. Yep, can I have that? So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to read this letter to you real quick, if I can, if I may. Okay? Uh, This letter is from the people, our friends at Trump. Hold on. This letter is from our our friends at the Trumpet Daily. And uh, same people that are, you know, that, that do the America under attack. Now, these are the people that are sponsoring Rise Up. And because they're sponsoring Rise Up, we get to, we get to forward that money onto our Christian school 
which is um, also facilitated and run by our church. And we have people that aren't even Christian coming to the school. And it's getting bigger, and it's going to get better, and we're going to bring more people in, and the attendance is going to grow, all because we're able to help fund it to a place, uh, to, to a point where it's, co- it's covering all their bills, all their monthly bills, as they move into this new building, which they just applied for the loan for yesterday. Please pray for that. But I want to read this to you. This is from the people um, at the Trumpet Daily. These are the people that... Um, that are helping sponsor the show so that we can make that, make that possible. Uh, let's just, there we go. All right, let's read this real quick. And also I want to bring this up on the screen if I can. Perfect. All right. I want to read this for you. It says, hi, Jeremy. Thank you for your enthusiastic readings. Talking about the sponsorship. We are looking forward to another month of sponsorship with you. Now, uh, people at Rumble mentioned that you didn't have a copy of America Under Attack, so they sent me two copies of America Under Attack that we're going to give away to you guys. Hope you're doing well. Thank you and your audience for all your work. Now, the greatest thing about that, ladies and gentlemen, is that they understand and value the work that you guys are doing in downloading their stuff and becoming a member for free and getting their subscription and their Bible studies and things like that. So we've got good news. The Lord is supplying another month of sponsorship. Another month of sponsorship by TrumpetDaily.com because of you guys all checking it out. And so many of you uh, starting their uh, Bible scripture teaching and, 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 their, and their courses on the Bible. So that's another month that we get to supply money to the Christian school. I am so grateful for that. I wanted to read that to you so badly. And I just want to read you uh, their sponsorship real quick if I can. There aren't a lot of voices out there bold enough to call out America's leaders for what they're doing. One of them is Trumpet Daily. The host, Stephen Flurry, and he's on five days a week at, at rumble.com slash Trumpet Daily. You can now watch him right on Rumble, folks. Charging hard against the radicals, the leftists, the pretend to be conservatives, and even some people who are probably flying under the radar. Trumpet Daily is one of the first to call out Barack Obama for his treason. They have a perspective that is really unique, and now you have to take a look for yourself and prove it to yourself. But what makes it different from other programs is how it applies the Bible to the news, much like we do here on LFA TV. It's different than any other news shows in that way. It's definitely different than any other Bible or prophecy programs. And like I said, you'll just have to take a look for yourself. Go to thetrumpetdaily.com and also watch it on rumble.com slash trumpetdaily. Now, somebody said, why are you promoting another network on your network? Because it's to further the kingdom of God. Why are you promoting another God-centered news show when you have a God-centered news show, because it's to further the kingdom of God. I'm not here for you guys to remember Jeremy. I'm here for you guys to remember the name of Jesus. Jesus is the only name to remember. Jesus is the only name to remember. That's why. And the fact that they're willing to work with me to help facilitate and give me money to pass right on to the Christian school, it's phenomenal. It's incredible. And I, for one, am very grateful. And we are very blessed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to One Minute Prayer for Dads. As we keep in our thoughts the title of today's show, which is Divisions in the Church Are Caused by Vanity. Vanity is something that we are trying to push 
far away from us here on Live from America. Jeremy, what's your take on Jesus calling the Pharisees and Sadducees, you brood of vipers in whitewashed tombs? My take on it is he was correct. Look, it's not, a, it's not wrong to call somebody something that they are. If they are clearly lying, then you can call them a liar. If they are being hypocritical, then you can judge them with righteous judgment in real time with your tongue by calling them a hypocrite. But if you do like I do on my show and call people an idiot, probably not right. Even though they're acting with ignorance, it's probably not right for me to call them an idiot. It's probably not right for me to call somebody stupid. You call them what they are doing. And there are other words for that rather than the slang words that we all use when we're mad at somebody. So Jesus had heavenly righteous judgment, which you have the ability to do too. Unfortunately, our flesh gets in the way and we do human judgment too much. And I do it too. Now let's read from page 44. Okay. Any update on donations, Sadie getting that bike? Yes, we raised enough money to get Sadie a bike and possibly another bike. I'm, in, I'm talking with uh, her father right now. Hold on. Hold on, folks. I forgot to tell you about that. I'm talking with her father right now, and we're finding out the best way for me to get them the money for them to get the bike. So I'll let you know this afternoon, hopefully, when I, uh, when I get a response back from him. But like I said, we might got enough for two bikes. <laughs> that is the overflowing of God. And there's like five or six kids in there that want it. So if we can make another dream come true, then I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And that's because of the wonderful donations by all of you. All right, let's go to page 44, which is titled Heaven. And we're going to read from 2 Timothy 4.18. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Every Christian dad has a primary goal, leading his children one by one to Christ. Early on, a child can be taught about the reality of heaven and how to be sure that he or she will have an eternal home in heaven waiting for them. Watch for the perfect opportunities to tell your child about the wonders of heaven. That is something that I by the grace of God, have been very, um, very strong in that regard. I've been very, very strong in looking for opportunities to further the kingdom of heaven and talk to God about it. We have 449 likes, ladies and gentlemen. If we could do another round of likes just by pressing that little thumbs up down there, make sure it's uh, lit up green. That's how you know you've liked it. And by doing another round of sharing. Now, God dwelling here on earth day by day, sometimes it's hard to imagine that this slice of time is only a drop in the bucket compared to eternity. Someday I'll trade all of this for a heavenly home where I can dwell with you forever. While I'm still here in this body, I pray for my influence on my children. I want to see them in their heavenly home someday. I pray for each of them that they might know love and serve you. I pray that they will focus not on the things of earth, but set their affections on heaven. I pray, Lord, that, day, that the day comes, that the day when time is ended and all your heavenly kingdoms rejoice in your presence and is lavished by your love. And I pray my children are there. And I know my children are going to be there. 
Now, I know that our children are going to fall away from God as they go through teenage years and adolescent years and, and then eventually become adults. But if we ingrain this in them now, and for all you grandma and grandpas out there, do it to your grandkids too. Even if your kids don't want you to, they're in the wrong, you're in the right. If your children tell you, don't speak to my children about God, say, how dare you? How dare you go against the grain here? How dare you disrespect your mother and your father by scolding us for making sure that your children have a place in heaven because you're not. Your children are still your children. I don't care if they're 30, 40, or 50 years old. And it is your job to make sure that your children at any age are on the right path. And if you allow them to make the mistake by getting your grandchildren, your lineage off the line of God, off that path of God, that's your responsibility to bring them back on. Even over your children, you have authority over them. Now that might cause a rift between you and them. So you need to make sure that you do it properly and you need to make sure you do it in a way where your your child isn't going to segregate you from their child. But you have to be firm and strong in that. You cannot allow them to run away with this and allow them to teach their children to get away from God. If you do know, if you allow that to happen and you say nothing, then you are at fault as well. Remember that. Now, again, you don't have ultimate guidance over your grandchildren, but you do have a say-so, and you need to speak up. And I know there's a lot of people out there that go, well, if I do that, I'll never see my grandchild again. Leave that to God. Do not let them go. Um, Follow Satan without speaking up for them. You are a child of God yourself, and it is your duty to speak up, even at the fear that they'll keep your your grandchildren from you. If you don't, then you are complicit. And you do not want that on your, on your shoulders. You understand? It's very difficult. I know. Sometimes there's people watching right now that are stuck between a rock and a hard place. I get it. But it is your job. And it's not about feelings. It's about facts. How many of you are sipping on some beautiful Rise Up coffee this morning, by the way? Folks, by the way, please go to JeremyHarrell.com. Join us in, in, in helping, um, helping fund our business by buying the coffee. Okay. Our coffee sales have slowed down a little bit. I know that it's gourmet coffee. It's a little bit more expensive than some coffee, but it is gourmet. And we got the beautiful American pecan and we got the wonderful Sumatra gold, light and medium and dark roast. Very flavorful. We'll smell the house with rich, bold coffee flavor. Unlike the stuff, even Folgers, Maxwell House, all that. That's crap. This stuff right here is bomb. And ladies and gentlemen, the more you guys purchase, the better, the faster we'll be able to get to decaf and hopefully some K-Cups. So, JeremyHarrell.com. And also, while you're there, consider becoming a monthly donor as well, folks. Um, You know, as the company grows, we're still sitting around 65% donorship and about 35% sponsorship. We've kind of held that. And I'm going to leave it to God uh, to to guide us in how we get our income moving forward. But if it's something you can do, check it out. Or just Rumble Rant right here. A portion will go to Rumble. But we use the Rumble Rants for our Slurp Fund. And we use the Rumble Rants to keep Eli employed. Which, as you know, our production definitely needs Eli to stay here. Okay? So, let's have a nice Slurp here and get back to it. We got about seven minutes. So I want to read from Heaven, 90 90 Devotions. From our daily bread. Okay? See here where. Where where is it? Where did I leave off? Right there. Now I'm going to be reading from page 91 of this book. 
And the title is Thinking About Heaven. So getting back to the verse of the day, if you're thinking about heaven, then you can't be thinking about division two. If you're focused on Jesus and focused on heaven and what it's going to be like, then the last thing that you should be engaging in is division of any kind. And it even goes down to the smallest things. We've talked about them today. It's okay, JL Jazz. I'm talking about the coffee drinkers. Here we go. Psalm 1611 says this. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. In his classic devotional book titled The Saints, Everlasting Rest, English Puritan pastor and author Richard Baxter wrote this. Why are not our hearts continuously set on heaven? Why dwell, why dwell we not there in constant contemplation? Bend thy soul to study eternity. Busy thyself about the life to come. Habituate thyself to such contemplations. And let not those thoughts be seldom and cursory, but bathe thyself in heaven's delights. If you're busy doing that, guess what you can't do? Cause division. That's that's sound advice. Instead of spending all our time thinking about where we are, as believers in Christ, also need to think about where we are going to be. We'll go to a place prepared especially for us. We'll be with God where we'll enjoy eternal pleasures. Baxter goes on to point out four benefits of thinking about heaven. It protects us from temptation because it keeps the heart focused on what pleases God. It maintains the vigor of the Christian life. It provides medicine for our afflictions, cheering our spirits and easing our suffering. And it makes us an encouragement to our fellow pilgrims. Guess what doesn't encourage fellow pilgrims? Vanity, pride, division, judgment, lies. Do you know who's going to see through that? Like the most clean window pane in the world? People, unbelievers, people who have not made their journey with Jesus yet. They're going to see through our churches so easy where most of us are blind to it because we're in it. They're looking from the box on the, from the outside in. Okay? They're looking at it from the outside in. And they can see through it so easily. So let's not allow that to happen. And when you see this in your church, speak up, guys. Speak up. That is what you're supposed to do. Don't think, well, it's not my job to speak up. It is very much your job to speak up. Very much your job to speak up. Uh, Let's go to the verse of the day today, which I titled, Divisions in the Church are Caused by Vanity. And it's from Galatians 2.16, which we will read uh, more in uh, about on the 11 o'clock show. It says, Galatians 2.16, Yet we know that a person is not justified by works, but the law, or of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, 
no one will be justified. So all you people that are making sure you're wearing your Sunday best, for all you people who are never skipping church, for all you people who are tithing your 20% every day, to all you people who are sitting back at the coffee pot dressed in your Sunday finest with your beautiful pearls on that were passed down from your actual God-fearing Christian grandmother, why don't you take yourself, uh, look at yourself in the mirror, check yourself before you wreck yourself and you wreck the entire church. Your faith in Jesus will save you, not by the works that you perpetuate and the works that you put yourself on a pedestal in front of the other uh, members of church that you're doing. It's not about that. Okay? Your works will not save you. The work has already been done. The deal has already been made. The contract has already been signed. Nothing you can do will further the kingdom of heaven more than just having a relationship with Jesus. Because if you have a real relationship with Jesus, then by default, you are doing works of kingdom. If you have a relationship with Jesus, then by default, you are actually furthering the kingdom of God. The works that you are doing are not saving you. The saving is causing you to do the works. You understand what I'm saying? One cannot be done without the other. And the other is the main, the primary, the first and foremost relationship with Jesus. Convict yourself. Judge yourself based on what the conviction of the Holy Spirit gives on you and puts on your heart. And don't you dare continue to cause divisions, not only in your church, but the body of Christ. And we'll all work on that together. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us on Rise Up Today. I want to take you out the same way I always bring you in, and that's with some beautiful Christian music, which from Cochran and Company called Running Home. It's a great song. We've got Sean Farish, Ungoverned, coming up next, followed by yours truly, uh, live from America at 11 a.m., followed by Mike Crispy and many, many others, and rounding out the day with Will Johnson today at 6 p.m. God bless each and every one of you. Please visit us at LFATV.us. Also, make sure you download our app on the mobile device by going to your mobile store and typing in LFA space TV so you can take us with you anywhere you go. God bless you guys. I love you guys. Sean Farish is up next, and I'll see you at 11. See you later. Have a great morning.